Hi, friends. This is our last episode of season nine. I know it's hard to believe it's gone by so fast, but we're not going to leave you hanging. So you have to, you don't have to worry about that. We're not going to do that to you. We want to invite you, if you haven't done so, to join our private Facebook group. We have lots of great discussions on there, and we have really amazing people from all over the world. It just is a wonderful, wonderful community that we'd love to invite you to. We also want to invite you to maybe do one of our book studies if you haven't done that. Maybe get a group of friends together, do some journaling questions, and just really get together this summer and, and make a journey. Journey, make a deeper journey. So we're not going to leave you hanging. If you are a Patreon subscriber, we have some special summer content just for you. So we think you're going to love it. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber yet, you might want to join so you get that summer content that we're really excited about. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and all that the Lord is doing in our lives. You hear us laugh, you hear us cry, you hear us share very vulnerably, and you hear us talk about the things that we're still learning along the way, and you're most welcome to join us. You can find out all of our information on our podcast episodes on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast, the very last episode of season nine. (laughs) I know, here we are. It's like, do we have our little confetti poppers? We could pop them. (laughs) Did we have, this is, is this episode 21 of this, just this season, right? I mean, yeah, it's just a season. I don't even know how many episodes we've yeah, done in thousand. total. I think it's a million. I think I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure it's a million. So, <laughs> so as we we're going to talk about the right to hope today, which is a beautiful part of a beautiful homily from Pope Francis that we're going to dive into today, and we hope it just blesses you and continues to unfold the entire summer long. But before we dive in, Michelle Benzinger, how are you on this last episode? How, how are you doing with everything? I am good. Today I am good. I am I feel it feels kind of weird to be the last episode. I feel like mm-hmm. it's the, you know the last day of school. Like oh my gosh, mm. school's out for the summer. Here we go. But I will miss recording with you all. But mm-hmm. I've already started going ahead for season 10 and 11 like we're doing the content, so I'm kind of like okay. Whoa. Moving ahead. Look at you. I know. I'm a. Whoa, just, we don't even know about this yet. I know. How I know. You're just over here having a kefir drink. I don't even know what you're doing with what your. What an overachiever. She's such a keener. Whatever. Way to go. Jeez, oh so you see who um, is ra- the brains around this place. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Totally. I don't want to brag, but here we are. I don't think anyone would ever accuse me of being the brains. <laughs> You're the creative genius. You're the engine, the creative engine behind this. You're the little engine thing. that could. We call abiding together. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> I'm just glad y'all are, are like, so fun. okay, here we go. I know. Yeah. I'll miss you too. I, I will certainly miss you guys. Like it's one of the great things of us, like having the quote unquote excuse to get together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll have to make other excuses to get together because. Definitely really, other really excuses. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. We do have a little trip that we'll get to see each other in July, yes. and we actually actually may get to see Heather in real person, not transfigured. Oh, we will. It her. is happening, regardless mm-hmm. of what is going on in the world. Not transfigured there. through Zoom, but an actual no, person. person. Oh. I know mm-hmm. we're actually gonna be there, see one another, hug each other. It's gonna yeah. be amazing. You know, I actually yep. may cuddle. No, let's not go too far. Let's not go <laughs> let's too not far. Too crazy. She's yeah. like, I haven't missed you that <laughs> much. <laughs> Our okay. revival only goes so far, people. I mean, let's not let's not get too ahead of ourselves. 
It'll be great. And speaking of our, you know, topic for today, I am just holding on to that hope of seeing yeah. you guys soon. That'll be mm-hmm. glorious. But mm-hmm. so glad. This was a great season. Mm-hmm. So impressed with our listeners, their engagement on the Facebook group, all that stuff. So it's been really good. I feel like we've covered so many good topics. Mm-hmm. And it's been powerful to just hear how the Lord has been moving in all of that. So mm-hmm. super grateful. I agree too. And I think it's really beautiful to see how the Holy Spirit has placed certain topics on our hearts that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, Heather, the resonance with all of you guys, all of our listeners. And we've had experiences where after a podcast episode, we were like, wow, that was something like where the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. clearly took over in certain regards. And and then you see the response from it. So we, we just feel grateful to be led by the Holy Spirit in, in our own yeah. you know, small yeah. limited way. And it's not like Michelle had mentioned on the last episode, it's not like we're having these co- comprehensive, totally comprehensive conversations about the topics. I mean, we have 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and sometimes, yeah, there's topics that deserve much more time, but we're just trying to just be moved by the Holy Spirit for that 30 minutes and what we're Mm -hmm. talking about. And I personally have been very blessed by it. So, and I look forward to more conversations. That's the beauty of friendship is that not all of them are recorded and we just get to be friends and hang out. And so yay for that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So we were thinking of, you know, how can we just enter, how can we encounter the Lord in this last episode? And what would what you know? What would be a blessing, or what what would be something that would continue to unfold? And during Holy Week, I love the Magnificat. I that was subscribed to the Magnificat. My mom does for me; she sends it to me every month. But and so okay, during all that, stop right there. Sister is obsessed <laughs> with her Magnificat. Like Maybe. whenever she comes to visit, she lost it once when I was with her, and you thought that she might have lost Jesus in the temple. Like it was like <laughs> that, that may have happened, Michelle. That could have happened. I'm not saying it did or didn't, but it may have. I mean, <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I love. <laughs> So funny. I love the Magnificat because it has the daily readings in it and it has the reflections and things like that. And during the Holy Week, they have a special Holy Week edition. After the uh, Easter Masses, the, the meditation for the day was an excerpt from the Holy Fathers from 2020 and the Holy Fathers homily for the Easter Vigil. And the the title that they titled it is called The Right to Hope. And I just, can I just read a part of it? And that's what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about today. And here's part of an excerpt from the homily. He says this, he says, At dawn, the women went to the tomb. There the angel says to them, Do not be afraid. He is not here, for he has risen. They hear the words of life even as they stand before a tomb. And then they meet Jesus, the giver of all hope, who confirms the message and says to them, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not yield to fear. This is the message of hope, and it is addressed to us today. And I just, I mean, there's so much in that that I absolutely love. But I, particularly the, the line that strikes me today as I read this is, they hear the words of life even as they stand before a tomb, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wonder for us, how many of us in our life, you know, we we are standing before tombs in our life or we're standing before the unknown or we're standing before what seems to be dead. And there's a proclamation of the good news there where Jesus says, you do not have to be afraid. He's not here. You don't have to seek the dead among the living so do not yield to that. So maybe Heather, what for you as you kind of hear this and I, there's the homily is much more. We'll put a link to the homily that you can read yourself. But that's the message of hope of of not yielding to fear and and living in that place. What what does that speak to to you, Heather? Yeah, to me, I'm just drawn to the truth that God is faithful in his promises. To me, it's about hope is about holding on to the promises that God has made. 
because he makes them. All throughout scripture, he's making promises to us over and over and over again. He's talking about his faithfulness, that he has a plan for us, that he will not abandon us, that we are his people, that we are not lost, that he is going to be an anchor. This hope is going to be an anchor for our soul, that there is a heaven for us, that he's preparing a place for us. There's all of these promises that, you know, when I lose sight of that, that's when I lose my hope. That's when despair creeps in, when I think that God isn't going to show up, that he doesn't care, that he's not going to change my circumstances, that everything is lost, that everything sucks. Like that's where I go. That's where I lose my hope. Mm -hmm. But when I really am hanging on to the promises of God and when I receive the gift of faith to believe that what he says is true, like that's where my hope feels very, very strong. Mm -hmm. And when you have that, like in the midst of promises like that, it doesn't matter really what life deals you because those don't go anywhere. They don't change. Like yeah. they're the the promises of something greater than the tragedies of this life. Mm -hmm. So how about you, Michelle? Well, it's interesting what stands out to you when you read it. And we have read this similar, gone through Pope Francis's Easter addresses before. And then when you read something again or like really meditate on the Easter story in scripture, it depends where you are. You know, like you can read the same scriptures throughout the liturgy, you know, year after year, but where you are personally, you know, something different stands out. And at the very beginning of this, because this has been a season where I've stepped back to, to really learn how to rest. And like, I like to say, let the land lie fallow. It's so interesting. Just the very beginning line after the Sabbath, the women went to the tomb. It's the mm. very first line of this document. And I realized like they observed the Sabbath. They rested. And here it is. Good Friday happens. You know, Jesus, the women were right there at the foot of the cross and experienced the most excruciating thing in their life. And the next day they observed the Sabbath and rested. Mm. You know, even though their hearts were probably in anguish, even though they were probably questioning the Lord and they sat and rested and waited upon the Lord. And then at dawn the next morning, they went to the tomb at the very first light that they could. But what is it about the Sabbath? What is it about resting in God's promises, even when you cannot see how the outcome will come? Mm -hmm. What is it about waiting for the dawn, waiting for that first light in areas? And I was just thinking to myself in areas of a life, like we cannot see the light. We haven't experienced the dawn yet. We just want those first glimpses of dawn. Mm -hmm. Like my favorite time of the day, one of my favorite times of the day is sunrise and sunset. I love both of them because I love the colors. But that sunrise, when you see the sun coming and the beautiful colors that are illuminated and all of that, but in the darkness go away. There's something about each of us that like exhales like, ah, another day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And either we can approach the another day with dread or we can approach the another day with, okay, God's mercy is renewed every morning. We start again, mm -hmm. we begin again, and hope is on the horizon, even when it feels like it's so far away. Mm -hmm. So it's taking that posture of hope. You know, it's a posture, it's a discipline, it's a virtue, it's all of these things, but what does that look like? And for me, I've just been really pondering, do I've spent the majority of my life working to get to a place of rest instead of working from a place of rest? Oh, that's a good word. Flipping that around and learning really like rest physically, but rest in his presence. And like mm -hmm. you were saying, Heather, rest in his promises mm -hmm. that he is who he says he is. He's going to do what he says he do. He's God. I just want you to know, Michelle Benzinger, I refrained from singing Fiddler on the Roof, the song Sunrise and Sunset. When you said that, I stopped. <laughs> I almost did it, but I just, I, I didn't. discipline right that there. That was heroic virtue. Can we just talk about that? <laughs> okay. Our dear listeners, 
on the horizon for next podcast season is Sister Miriam, the musical. It's coming, people. Abiding together, the musical. Seriously. You thought High School Musical was good? Wait till our podcast musical. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) They could like snip. If we ever like put a bunch of snippets together, that'd be really funny. Christina, we love you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yes. And I so appreciate what you both have said and that we're talking about this reality of hope that is not just um, a wishful thinking. And I think we've talked about that before, of like hope is not just mm-hmm. wishful thinking. And something that the Holy Father says in the next paragraph after that, he says, tonight or today, we acquire a fundamental right that can never be taken from us, the right to hope. It is a new and living hope that comes from God. It is not mere optimism. It is not a pat on the back or an empty word of encouragement uttered with an empty smile. No, it is a gift from heaven, which we could not have earned on our own. And that's glorious. It's a gift from heaven that we could not have earned on our own. And it comes from the triumph over the cross. And I was very struck this Easter season by this, just by the sovereignty of God, of, of how God is sovereign, and you know he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end, and, and all time belongs to him. And it's it's in his glorious wounds that we're we're protected and saved. And that God, in his mystery and providence, allows all things, and he will see to it if we allow him to. He will see to it that all things are made well. That all things are made well. And I I've just been overwhelmed by that that beauty. That I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I find out new things about myself every day that sometimes are wonderful and sometimes a bit disconcerting. Mm-hmm. And I I don't I don't know how my story ends. I don't know that, but I do know that God does and that He's sovereign. And if I would could just surrender to that reality, to that gift from heaven of the hope, you know, when we talk about the theological virtue of hope as Catholics, we're talking about the reality that that's an infused virtue in our baptism, so it orders us directly toward God. And the essence of the theological virtue of hope is that heaven is our home and God is faithful to his promises. So we, Hmm. he is who he says he is. Like, Heather, you say that a lot. I love that. He is who he says he is. And and this is not our home. This is beautiful, but this is not our home. And so God will see to it if we allow him to. He will see to it that all things are made right. And, you know, like the Pope Francis goes on to say in the homily, you know, that, you know, nobody comes out of the grave. Like that's never happened before. But with the Lord, it does. And that promise continues until this very moment as we sit here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it comes back to like Jesus really being the center of our life and our mm-hmm. world and where we orient ourselves from. It's like if he is the center and his promises are true, well, that actually changes everything. But I don't think that many of us live like this very often, if at all. You know, usually what's at the center is my emotions, you know, mm-hmm. it, depending on how I feel or what I'm experiencing, what my feelings are telling me, that's what orients me in whatever direction that we're often controlled by our feelings and they determine the outcome of our day. You know, if I don't feel good, then it's not going to be a good day. If I didn't sleep, it's this, it's that. Or, you know, because I'm sad, this is how it's going to be. Because I'm hurt, this I'm never going to talk to this person again. Like our feelings tend to just like override a lot mm-hmm. of things. I think also, you know, there's a fear of disappointment that wells up. It's another fear feeling that we have, but, but the fear of disappointment that we're just so scared that if we ask God for something or we put our hope in him, that we're just Mm going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to address some of these things and go like, what is it that is standing in the way of hope for me? Why is it that I don't want to put my hope in Jesus? And, you know, we're talking about like these choices that we can make, this gift of hope, this gift of faith that it's not about us mustering it up as much mm-hmm. as it's about us inviting the Lord to bestow these gifts upon us and being receptive to them. 
And I find that when I live that way and when I like choose to have hope and I go, I'm not going to choose to let my emotions dictate what's going on. I'm going to feel them. I'm going to offer them to Jesus and say, Jesus, like, please come here. This is what I'm feeling, but I need you to be the center of what's going on and to orient where I'm going in all of this. So I think just being aware of like, what are the things that stand in the way, very tangibly stand in the way for us to have hope and be people of hope. Like we have to become aware of that just continuing to let life happen and for us to spin in circles and not really understand what's going on within our own hearts isn't going to keep working. It's not working at all, actually. I think it's just a distraction. So I think acknowledging some of those things is really important because when we do and we understand like how we've been hurt in the areas of hope, then we can, I think, move into a different place. We'll let God heal that because the hope that we think about is like, oh, I hope we have pizza tonight. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I hope this, ha- but it may or may not happen, but mm-hmm. that isn't really hope. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you were talking about, sister. You know, like, it's like this, will it happen? I don't know. Like, maybe it will, maybe it won't, maybe it won't. But the hope in Jesus is unfailing. He is unfailing in every way. He's steadfast. He's true. He's honest. He's faithful. He's not going anywhere. He's just. He's kind. He's merciful every time. You know, he doesn't fail us in that. So, yeah, I think we, for many of us, we just need the whole idea, the whole concept, the whole truth about hope to be reformed in our mind Mm -hmm. and in our heart. Mm. Yeah, and I love Pope Benedict. You know, we sister uses the quote a lot, and we actually have it on a coffee mug. Coffee mug. The people who hope live differently. That is who we are. They live differently because they have a trust in something greater than themselves. They have a trust in something that is divine and sovereign. But I also love what Pope Benedict says about hope. He says hope is practiced through the virtue of patience, mm-hmm. which continues to do good even in the face of apparent failure, and through the virtue of humility, which accepts God's mystery and trusts Him even in times of darkness. And I love that part about mystery, like accepting God's mystery, like some things are a mystery on this side of heaven. And that's when we have to go deeper into our faith. That's like when we have to really stretch our faith muscles and our virtue muscles of patience and humility. Like, Lord, I'm going to enter into this mystery, even though I don't, I understand who you are, but I don't understand what the heck you're doing. There's got to be a better way than this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we said, said a situation like, Lord, I know who you are, but I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to trust in the mystery because you are going to reveal yourself in a way I know you are. And that is different outside of my realm of thinking, outside of maybe even the possibility of how I think it should go. But I'm only going to enter into this mystery because you are going to make all things beautiful. And I was just thinking about that scripture, like um, in the Easter season, he makes all things new. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, see, yeah, he says, I don't kind of make sort of things, kind of things, half of the things. When, you know, scripture is very intentional. When he says all, he means all. Mm-hmm. Now, the mystery is, is it going to be on this side of heaven? What does all things new look like? We think we know what it looks like, but mm-hmm. the Lord's ways are different than our ways and his thoughts are different than our thoughts. So where is the Lord just inviting us into mystery to say, okay, I just surrender this and you're making all things new, even though I can't see it now. And I'm going to trust with humility and trust with patience that you are going to resurrect, redeem, restore, reconcile, whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. And like Heather said, you know, our feelings can be indicators, but they cannot be dictators Mm -hmm. of the situation Mm -hmm. and how it goes. Yeah. 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 Yes, certainly. I mean, those are they're revealing places of our hearts, and and there's good reasons why in our life we've lost hope. All of us have had mm-hmm. wounds of of hopelessness and powerlessness, 
where we've experienced areas that, that seem like they won't change. And we've all have those places. And so it's hopelessness can be a very powerful kind of um, self-protection, like a Mm self-defense mechanism, because hope seems too dangerous. It seems too vulnerable. And all of us have had experiences in our life where we had, say, hope or trust shattered, and we tried again, and it was shattered again. And at at some point, our hearts just close, and we say, this is too too painful. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so... I wonder, and then that blocks us from really receiving love because we cut our hearts off from there. So I, you know, I wonder in our hearts where where are those places? Like you were saying, Heather, let's be very honest because this is not a podcast about this, you know, kind of mindless optimism that just is. This is mm-hmm. the real. This is real life, and so we all have these places. So in our life, where have I experienced hopelessness and powerlessness? Where my trust has been shattered, and where I don't want to hope anymore. And Jesus is not offended by that, even if it's in him. He does not offend mm-hmm. it at all. And so he would mm-hmm. love to help us. And then where in our hearts can we honestly acknowledge that and acknowledge the vulnerability of it and invite Jesus there and, and surrender that part of our heart, even if it's one small step. And that's like we were talking about in our podcast last week about revival and repentance and renewal. That's how it works. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it works. It's not a pretending things aren't there. It's a, a, a full you know, restoration. It's a full kind of cognizant look at the landscape of what's really going on and allowing the Lord to come into every single place. And so we're living that life within ourselves with Christ at the center, even if we don't have you know, all the answers, which we don't, uh, but we we have one who does. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And this is actually like a really huge area that has this domino effect, as many things do in our life. But if we struggle to have hope in Jesus and underneath that is because we've been hurt, you know, and we've been mm-hmm. disappointed and little lies have crept in that, you know, where we conclude that, well, maybe God isn't really good. Maybe he doesn't really care. Maybe he doesn't want to give me what I want. Maybe my desires don't matter to him. Maybe I don't matter. You know, all of these things can come from areas of disappointment where our hearts have been broken over something and we don't understand, you know, what what the whole picture is. And that can have a massive domino effect because if we don't hope in Jesus, then we really would be less likely to take risks for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're less likely to go when God mm-hmm. says go. And we might think we are, but if this stuff is under the surface, I don't think we realize how debilitating it can be in all of the other areas of our faith, our vocation, our family life. Like, I, I think that when we take a look at it and we allow the resurrection power of Jesus to come into these places and we say, Lord, like, I'm just going to be really honest. Like, this is where I'm struggling. This is where I have a hard time trusting you. And that's affecting my hope. Like, can you come in and speak truth here? You know, I believe that God will. I believe that he does. Like he has in my own life over and over again. And it's not like Mm -hmm. a quick, like microwave experience. Like Mm -hmm. it's a journey of like pressing into these places, bringing it before Jesus and, and choosing to open my heart again, even when I want to shut down, because I am a shut down girl when I've been hurt. Like that's just my default. I just want to run away, you know, but the process of like coming back over and over again and saying, I want to choose to trust you, Lord. Like I just am like so mixed up in here and I don't know how to do it. Will you just walk me through mm. and start speaking the truth here to me? And and I think like I've been more tender with myself in the last few years to just say, yeah, like, it's okay that I feel that, you know, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person or I'm not a faithful Christian or whatever, like, but yeah. to just be honest about those places and be tender with those places and allow Jesus and his tenderness to come and meet me there. It's been really, really powerful for me. Mm. 
And I think there's something about, like Heather, you said, there's different seasons and we talk about the word seasons a lot on this podcast Mm -hmm. of our life. But I just have had conversations in the last couple of weeks with young moms and the seasons of the first, you know, 10 years of marriage and then with a lot of littles. You know, and there's just a hopelessness that creeps mm-hmm. in because there is the sameness of every day and they're in the trenches and they don't even have time to think. And marriage is challenging those mm-hmm. beginning seasons because you're really learning. You're in the beginning parts of the school of love, like, and you're really learning some hard foundational lessons about mutual trust and loving and all of that and a lot of sacrifice with sleep deprivation. So all of that going together <laughs> is a perfect combination. And I was just talking to a young mother and she said something about being hopeless. And we were discussing it. And and I think of the other part, she's like, I just feel invisible. And I was like, this is a hidden season for you. But hiddenness does not mean is invisibleness. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to make, because when we feel invisible, then we feel hopeless Mm -hmm. that the God doesn't even see us where we are in the season, you know, and he sees you like, but this is like what I like to call that season is like getting your hands dirty in the dirt, pulling Mm -hmm. up weeds, planting Mm -hmm. seeds and children, all those kind of things. And it it can feel like a very hidden season, but the hidden season is also the beautiful season. That's the Mm -hmm. season where hope is cultivated. That's where intimacy is cultivated. That's where foundational pieces are cultivated. So just even being in a different season now where kids are older and raising kids, like it goes by so quickly and people think, oh my gosh, they used to tell me that when mine were little and be like, whatever, like <laughs> I, you know, I haven't slept in so long, but now I'm looking at different and I'm trying to get hope for my children where I want to respond in fear because they're getting bigger and I don't have control over their environment. Mm-hmm. So I just want to respond in fear and parents mm-hmm. and the Lord saying, you have to parent out of faith and hope and not fear, Michelle, like you have mm-hmm. to right now. But I had to build stronger muscles up in the earlier season say, okay, Lord, it's this constant surrender, you know, mm-hmm. of where you are in different seasons. And so, and I think hope is such a characteristic of trusting in love mm-hmm. and not trusting in fear, you yeah. know, and yeah. that is overwhelmingly coming to me over and over again. Yeah. Just that hope is trusting in his love is mm-hmm. unfailing, steadfast, consistent love. I remember Michelle, when I was in that, we were both in this season at the same time where we were kind of in that hidden place. And I remember you saying to me one day, you know, God knows exactly where you are, Heather. And I was, it just stuck with me. It was just one of those moments where the Holy Spirit was just on your words and it just entered into my heart. And I had to keep going back there. I had to tell myself that. Like I had to literally in my own mind go, Heather, God knows right where you are. And I'd go, oh, and I just find comfort there. Like I think that God does use other people as well as his word to speak Mm -hmm. the hope to us. And we actually have to cling to it. Like we have to take hold of it and to go back to it and to listen to the word again, to let it seep in even deeper. And, and I would say for all the stages, you know, I know that many people are in an older stage where their kids have gone and maybe they've been, they're widowed, you know, and they've experienced a lot of loss and they're wondering like, does God still have a plan for me? Like Mm -hmm. just the hope that God always has a plan that, even then he knows right where we are. He sees you right where you are and his plans don't end like because other things end in our life or seasons change. And so I think no matter what stage we're in, God has a new hope for each of us that he wants to place in our hearts. I really do believe that. I think it's, you know, it's very fitting as we kind of draw our episode to a close here. I just, I can't help but as I listen to you both of just reflecting on just just the kindness of Jesus, mm-hmm. how kind he is. And I and I don't know, dear friends, where you need to encounter the kindness of God right now, where 
whatever part of your life, whether it's a barrier, whether it's a place of hopelessness, whether it's a tomb, whether it's a deceased spouse or children or in your life where you just feel overwhelmed, like, where do you need Jesus to be with you today? Just to be with you. And as he's so kind to just the way he brings hope. He doesn't jar it into our hearts. He just welcomes it. And he's so inviting and so lovely. And I, I think as we move into the summer season and, and we you know come back again in the fall, I, I, I can't wait to hear how the kindness of the Lord has just come to meet all of us in probably the most mm-hmm. unexpected places, right? Because mm-hmm. he's just so good. So, yeah. Amen. It's a good place to land. Yeah. The end well, of this season, this long, long season. Yeah. So this is our this is our last one one thing, and then we'll have all the little fervorino here at the end. I love the last quote from that homily that I'll leave us with. But Heather I love the Kim, word fervorino. I do too. I, I was just thinking about that. Somebody put that on a Can we just just, I wanna, just I wanna get some of those words in my vocabulary, sister? Fervorino. <laughs> Throw down some good ones sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Heather, what is our last, what's your last one thing for our wonderful listeners this season? My last one thing is the gift of our patrons. I am Mm. so grateful. I know all three of us are, you are my one thing. Thank you for all your financial support, your prayers, your words of encouragement. We're just so grateful for you and Mm -hmm. all the ways that you have blessed us and, and in turn blessed other people like that. We couldn't create this podcast without your support. Honestly, honestly, Mm -hmm. there's absolutely no way. There's so many moving parts and people that we've hired and things that need to be taken care of. So I'm incredibly grateful to you and I'm just praying for you that the abundance of God's blessings and his generosity are poured out into your life for all that you have Mm -hmm. given to us. So thank you so much Mm -hmm. patrons. Mm -hmm. Michelle. My one thing is I have gotten so many direct messages about book lists that I have Mm -hmm. not, I've responded to some of them, but I have not been responded. Like you guys are awesome. And just asking me, so I am making up a summer reading list for our listeners, you know, like, you know, how we used to have them for school. Now I'm going to create one for summers and I've already started, but I will post it here and I put different categories. So if you want someone healing, if you want some Christian fiction, if you want regular fiction, if you want all the kind of different things. So some parenting ones, somebody was asking, throw that. Yes, I will do that. And so some summer reading book list. And, and actually I took some, I started. It this past week, and I actually put descriptions on the books that I chose because you know, and give it a little bit more nice. things like that. Sister, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. is okay? First of all, for our listeners, sister's name on our podcast, like the thing that we use, it says Sister Miriam is eating spring rolls. That is how she described herself today. Yeah, it was. so there They're you go. Really okay, so we were jealous. Well, I, in true both of you form, I have two one things <gasps> to end this season, and so. Maybe you guys could help me with the first one. Um, I want just want to thank all the people that have a role in helping this podcast come to be. Yes. I want to thank Christina, who's amazing, who is our editor, and she's just so wonderful, and she puts up with us. I want to thank Lizzie, who does a lot of our details and kind of coordinates. Um, who else, ladies? Who else? Kathy, that does our shop for us, yes. and Emily, Katie. who does all it, and Katie, who does mm-hmm. our graphics, and Emily, who does all mm-hmm. the accounting stuff that we don't even want to think about. And, so. and Chris Bensinger, who's always the backup <laughs> for all of the things mm-hmm. for uh-huh. mobile together. Yeah. Yeah. And I know both you, Heather, you answer a ton of emails and you look through the emails and Michelle, you do a lot of the social media and oversee that. So I just want to thank both of you as well. So, it, you know, our, our love is not lost on you. Thank you so much for helping make this happen. Sister, and thank you. I just want to thank you, yeah. sister. Oh, for just <laughs> being like, oh, what? What the glorious, beautiful you. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> 
Um, and I also just want to end, I have to end with another recipe. I hope that's okay. Like I said, I love summer food. I want to end with the recipe, which is a summer chickpea Greek salad. Okay. Which includes chickpeas, lemon juice, cucumbers, tomatoes, olives, feta cheese. Like it's just so yummy with like a healthy dash of herbs and salt and pepper. So that's so great. There's another. I want to try that. Cool summer dish. How come you've never made any of these recipes for me while you come to visit? Not one. Girl, I I, I do other things. I clean out your fridge and like mop your floors. That's like clean out your coffee (laughs) machine. Come on, Cinderella. Why aren't you making me food? Seriously, you can expand your service. <laughs> okay. Maybe that'll be my hope for the summer. <laughs> hope does not disappoint, sister. Hope does not disappoint. Okay. Oh, I love it. Oh, thank you again, listeners. And just, I want to give the last word here to Pope Francis uh, from his homily. And I just, I offer that we offer this to you just from our hearts for the summer for you and just our love for you. He says this, he says, those women, right, and men in the end took hold of Jesus's feet feet that had traveled so far to meet us to the point of entering and emerging from the tomb. The women and men embraced the feet that had trampled death and opened the way of hope. And today, as pilgrims in search of hope, we cling to you, risen Jesus. We turn our backs on death and we open our hearts to you, for you are life itself. Hmm. Thank you so much to all of you. And we wish you a very blessed and holy and wonderful and fun summer season. So until next season, y'all, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.